All right. We got to get this hoot nanny going. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. For this hour, I want you to cast all your worries away. We're not going to talk politics. We're not going to talk about gas hitting $5 a gallon. We're not going to talk about President Dum Dum or any of that. So we're not doing any of that right now. We're not doing that. But before we get to the fun, one announcement, two announcements, our anniversary parties at Rideau Racetrack after the last race, April 2nd. Let me know you're coming at wakeuptucsoncomments at gmail.com. 13 days from now, flyingapronstucson.com. I'm going to be doing a cooking class with my very good friend and amazing chef, Juan Almanza from El Taco Rustico. So please join us. We're going to be at the Catalina United Methodist Church Office Speedway right by the Wizards Office in Himmel Park over there. And um, please join us. It'll be a total hoot. Go to flyingapronstucson.com. I think it starts at 4 or 5 in the afternoon and should last, you know, a couple hours possibly. We're going to make birria, his homemade amazing birria. He is the birria king. Salsa and flan for dessert. So, uh, flyingapronstucson.com. Good morning to my, uh, of course I got you, mid-sandwich bite. <laughs> my good friend Matthew Russell on the menu, Russell Public Communications. Wake up. <laughs> Wake up. I'm telling you what, uh, you know, you and I typically drink uh, beers at this hour right. of the day. Um, but uh, with the St. Patrick's Day in sight, I thought we would sort of uh, switch it up a little bit and go uh, deep into the spirits. But good morning. The last time I had top of the morning. I think, the, I think the last time I had hard stuff is when Mia Hansen was here for Danish Christmas, <laughs> and she brought the uh, the, the Danish o- aquavit, aquavit, and we <laughs> yes. were we were pretty ripped on that stuff. That's so. right, boy. You know, spirits and live radio, <laughs> Viking Viking moonshine, as we like to call it. Right on. So, uh, who's this young man to the right of you with all of his Jamesons gear? I mean, he, this guy is logoed beautifully. I wish we had two hours for this segment. You know, this will this, let's just consider this part one, Christy okay. Simone. Uh, <laughs> so everybody um, needs to have a spirituous sophisticate on speed dial. Whenever I have a question about spirits, he's whenever, the other kind of spirit advisor. He is. Yes, he is my, uh, my uh, on my <laughs> on my spirituous <laughs> spectrum. He is my sophisticate of choice. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't know that I could say that after all of these. These whiskeys, but uh, Chris Cohen, uh, lovingly referred to in the industry as Crisco, um, has been working in the Southern Arizona wine and spirits scene for many, many years. And if there is a guy in town or a woman who can tell a better story about the um, the, the potential and the promise of what spirits can bring <laughs> to your daily uh, adventures, uh, I don't know him. So put your hands together for my very, very good friend, Chris Cohen, is here from Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to the show. I, I like that you threw in the woman, too, because uh, International <laughs> yeah, well, because Women's the, Day. Well, yeah, because the calls are going to come yeah, in. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm for right. it. Exactly. I'm very pro-women. Top of the morning. Now, Christopher, where did this, um, for a guy, you really, you know, we always appreciate anyone who's passionate and knowledgeable about anything. Sure. I don't care if it's, you know. You're really into Legos, wood yeah. carving, whatever. Yeah, I this like seems just the same. This seems this thing seems to be your your. This is your thing. All right. So what's where did where did the, where did the, where did the love of this first you know really happen? Was this a job that you grew to love the subject matter, or was it a subject matter that you kind of went into the job? How did that all work out? Well, I think like most people, when uh, when you get into college, you have to work. Well, I hope most people don't. When you are in college, you have to work, and a lot of people go to the restaurant industry because 
it's easy money. It's quick. You get cash every night. So I got into that real early on. Uh, was a busboy when I turned 16. Where? Uh, Trattoria Giuseppe. So if you know Danny Scordato, his oh, brother sure. Joey had uh, some great restaurants, and I worked at one of those. This is the one on Oracle. Uh, this was before that. Oh, my uh, Lord. This is the one over in front of Tucson Country Club that's now Bistro 44. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. So okay. That's, that's where I got my start start. Um, but really, the passion started when I started working uh, for Fox Restaurants, and I worked at North up at Lon Cantata. Okay. The sexy North, not the Grandma's Kitchen North. <laughs> <laughs> Back when it used to be a pretty pretty uh, <laughs> snazzy little restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a club at that point. It was fun. Right, it was. Yeah, we had it a lot was. of fun there. Yeah, nothing and against so what it is now. You bartended there? So I bartended there, and that's when I really started learning about things. So uh, they had a spirit program that was pretty developed for the time, and they had a, an amazing wine program. And I don't know if you've had Regan Jasper on your show before, but just brilliant wine mind for Long Tucson. time ago. Okay, yep. yeah. So very, very smart wine person. So he was kind of the one of the inspirations of me starting to actually learn about this stuff. So I was good at making cocktails, and I could sell you a bottle of wine all day. But actually becoming passionate about it started – Probably then, so maybe, you know, 15 years ago. You're not one of those guys who uh, refers to themselves as a mixologist, are you? I can say that I am because it's technically my job, but I don't like to. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Uh, Hold do, on. I do uh, make cocktails for a living, and I do study cocktails. So, I mean, you know, ologist is just the science of it, right? So the study of it. So I do study them, but... Not often will I go out touting that I'm the mixologist. I am the wine and spirit specialist. Well, man. Well yes. played. Yeah, that's well played. how it rolls, man. And that's why I get to drink whiskey at 8, 12, <laughs> 11 seconds in the morning. How did you get to know this guy? Uh, the, I think the first time I met Crisco is when he was uh, hosting a bourbon dinner at Union Public House. And, uh, you know, so these, these, these are the kinds of pairing events where the chef will come out and the winemaker, the distiller, or the rep will come out and they'll talk about the intentions behind the pairings, why this particular dish goes with this particular drink. Um, and this was early in my, uh, you know, sort of spirits days. And, uh, and Chris just captivated me by his storytelling about what nuances, what subtleties, what flavor profiles I'm going to get from each of the bourbons that were p- paired with each of the dishes. And um, I think Patrick was the chef at that yeah, point. And, uh, and uh, exactly. And so from that that moment on, you know, Chris was my go-to guy. So when I had my radio show for 10 years, uh, Chris was a regular celebrity co-host. Um, and he, we've actually gone up against uh, one another in cocktail and uh, and uh, smoked meat competitions. Three times. Uh, three times. Uh, I took the uh, the pulled pork. You guys took the brisket, I think, as I recall. Anyway, that's for another show. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, like I said, if I ever have a question, if I ever looking for something, if I want to do a deep dive into one of these spirits, that Chris is my guy. All right. So Irish whiskey. We're nine days away from St. Patrick's Day. The bottle of Irish whiskey might be cheaper than buying a bottle of brisket, uh, getting a brisket right now. 100%. Yeah, meat prices are outrageous. One of my uh, best friends is actually the, the guy running Cisco down here, and uh, we have a cheaper commodity at this point. Let me, let me paraphrase Willy Wonka. Meat is neat, but liquor is quicker. There you go. There so, it is. Now, uh, what defines a Irish whiskey? comes from Ireland. <laughs> Next question, please. Next. All right. Let's go to break, uh, okay. and uh, Matt and I will talk about med <laughs> right. cuisine and when Chris we come back. And Chris will be on his way out the door. <laughs> Taking my whiskey with me. Right. <laughs> so we know Scotch whiskey. Of course, we're going to have smoked peat and all of that. What's going on with Irish yeah, whiskey? Yeah, so Irish whiskey, for the most part, uh, is not going to be peated. Uh, I can say never, but there's always going to be some person who's going to make that not true. So Irish whiskey is almost always not peated. 
Um, it does have to come from Ireland, so that is a big, big thing, you know, uh, talking about Irish whiskey. I was telling someone about mezcal last night and how tequila is actually mezcal that's made in tequila. Irish whiskey, all <laughs> Irish whiskey comes from Ireland. Has to, has okay. to, has to. So that's going to be uh, A number one. With that, uh, the big four back in the 1800s were really about pot still whiskey, so the majority of them will be done in a pot still. Right. You won't see a whole lot of continuous distill. Uh, they are almost always going to be All right. a blend. Pot Whoa. still versus continuous. Just explain that to the okay, so, to the uh, not to the rookies out let's, there. Let's uh, let's say pot still, and I can give you a visual here. But the pot still is the thing that you picture in the cartoons, right? It, it looks like a big cauldron that has a little curly cue up on top. That's the condenser coil. Uh, that comes down and actually picks up all of that juice. Okay. A continuous pot, uh, continuous still is the column, so it's going to have plates, and yep. so that's happening over and over and over. And so as uh, the alcohol is rising up, it is being caught on these plates and condensed individually per unit, as opposed to just the one time in the pot still. Gotcha. So okay. when you're Thank looking you. at like vodka distillation, for example, and they're like, "Oh, this vodka has been distilled 17 times," <laughs> continuous distillation, it's really being <clears throat> It's continuous. It's right. almost infinite at that point. You have thousands of times it's being distilled in the continuous in the continuous still. Now with Irish whiskeys, isn't it sort of standard that they are triple distilled? Triple distilled. Right. And so anytime that you're doing any distillation process, what you're doing is you're getting some of the impurities out, uh, but you're also taking some of that flavor out. So when you have something that's distilled, I mean, these vodkas are crazy. Sometimes they're saying 250 times distilled. They want it to be colorless, odorless, and flavorless. Right. That is the definition of vodka. When it comes to whiskey, you want flavor. And so to have a three times distilled, it is going to be a little smoother, a little lighter, and a little prettier than something that's only two times distilled. In, in terms of the grain, so we know bourbon by federal, federal law has to be at least 51% corn. Rye obviously is rye. Scotch primarily is a barley-based yep. uh, uh, spirit. What uh, What's the anchor grain for Irishes, or or is there one? Yeah, so you'll see malted barley being a big, a big staple, but uh, by law, so in uh, the 18... 18- mid 1800s they started really hammering down what could be considered irish irish whiskey by law and so uh you can use just the staples so potatoes are one of them corn is one of them uh malted barley is one of them hmm. and then you can also use rice legally uh, hmm, and then water water and malt and so, what it's a uh, before we go to break uh, common casking wood is there what has that uh, use bourbon barrels almost Almost across the board, you're going to see uh, 90% of the people are doing them use bourbon barrels. Some people will use sherry barrels. Some people will uh, start to mess around with really unique barrel regimens. So I'll talk about that when we get over here. Um, but for the most part, they're just going to take some of our old barrels and just dump their whiskey into it. Awesome. All right, let's go to break. If you have any questions or comments about uh, Irish whiskeys, give us a call, 790-2040. Before the show's over, Matt and I will talk about our experience at the Old Med Cuisine. Great Lebanese place. It's not a medical marijuana place. <laughs> You're on Wake Up Tucson, International Women's Day. A little June Christie. Wake Up Tucson, 1030 Voice, local news and talk. Look at ESQ. Another double shot here. We got Dinah Washington doing drinking again on International Women's Day. <laughs> You said double shot. Chris Cohen is taking you literally. <laughs> Put it down, Chris. <laughs> it's 8.30 in the morning for crying out. That's what they pay me for. <laughs> to prepare you for your uh, St. Patrick's Day festivities, because, right, again, Irish whiskey is now cheaper than a corned beef brisket. Yeah. So I went to Costco and looked at briskets. I was like, oh, God. I was like, this thing's going to shrink down like you would never believe. 
As Costanza said, there's a problem with the shrinkage. Now, um, we're hanging out with our good friend Matt Russell, our new friend Chris Cohen from yes. Southern Arizona Glaciers Wine and Spirits. Um, what's, a, what's a website if someone wants to stalk you or anything like that? Uh, we don't really do that. Look at you. Yeah, we're, we're distributors, so we... Uh, Farm the table. Yeah, we go straight to uh, restaurants. <laughs> we go to the restaurants, and they deal with us that way, so... All right, let's yeah, get, the, let's get this hoot nanny going. Matt, where are we starting, buddy? Okay, so, uh, Jameson, g- given uh, the wardrobe that our guest has decided to don, <laughs> uh, w- we would suggest that Jameson would be a good place to start. So this is the Jameson Triple Distilled Irish Whiskey, um, which Chris says is is sort of the category. So leader. Matt texts me, what, two weeks ago, and, and he says, hey, I'm writing an article. I'd like to write about something that's not Jameson. What else do you suggest? And I said, what? Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> so, oh, well, what else is there? And so uh, I, I was just telling the guys here, I pulled some stats on Irish whiskey and, and what it did. Uh, 2020 was the best I could find online. But uh, in volume sales in 1,000 nine-liter cases, Jameson sold 3,580. The next closest is a brand called Tullamore Dew, who sold 304. Wow. 3,000 to 300. So sure, there, yeah. so 1,900 cases, well, yeah. yes. But just to make it sound better, 3580 versus 304. That is the <laughs> yeah. next closest. It is 10 times less. It is absolutely staggering. Jameson is the monster. They sell about 75% of all Irish whiskey. There's going to be a lot of Jameson being poured on March the 17th, so why don't we begin our uh, our spirituous spectrum tasting with the category leader itself? What should Easy we know enough. about this one? So uh, Jameson is probably known for its balance. This is going to be uh, the maybe easier drinking of the bunch that we have in front mm. of us today. Um, they're really great for having a perfect balance of the spice, the nuttiness. It's got a little sweetness on the finish. Uh, but this is absolutely just the quintessential Irish whiskey. This is what people, when you think Irish whiskey, they think Jameson. Yeah. And there's a reason that they have this many sales because it is the one. A beautiful sipper. Now, I know that the cocktail craze continues, and I know that uh, you know Jameson and ginger is a popular cocktail, absolutely. Jamie and ginger. I love this as, as a neat sipper. Sure. I so mean, I, Irish whiskey is great. And like we were just talking about, the triple distillation makes it so much uh, more quaffable because it's a little softer. So being able to just drink this neat as we are right now, mm. it's not uh, a, a big, powerful, face-ripping, 100-proof <laughs> bourbon. You know, this is, this is going to be a little softer on the palate. It is still 80-proof, so it's not right. like it's uh, it's light by any stretch. But they've been distilling it since 1780, yes. so they, they, they know their way around so, the uh, process. With, with that, uh, the Irish distilleries, so they were number one. So eight, in the 1860s, they were the absolute number one producing in the entire world. They were making about 10 million gallons a year, and that isn't a whole lot by today's standards, but back in the 1860s. That's a lot of juice. Sure. Uh, and so between the wars, potato famine, all the things that happened between the 1890s and 1966, they went from having 28 distilleries down to two. Yeah. Jameson's Middleton Distillery was one of those two. So really cool that they're continuously operated. Uh, the other one, and, and we were just talking about this for International Women's Day, was Bushmills. So I uh, no longer represent Bushmills, but a uh, fun, fun fact of them is uh so their big thing is bushmills and jameson always fight about that jameson's catholic and bushmills is protestant uh but the fun fact there is that there is a master distiller who is a woman at bushmills who is catholic so it kind of debunks all of the myths of this he versus uh she and irish 
Catholics versus Irish Protestants, and everybody can just drink their whiskey and be happy. So she has to go to confession. She can't do it there at work. She has to go find another <laughs> another place. Okay, great place to start the tasting. Where would you suggest we go next? Uh, from there, I was thinking we just go straight into tea links. Right. So uh, we'll just we'll run down this list as I have it. So uh, Matt was also asking me. Where are these things sold currently? And uh, when I talk about Jameson, Jameson's everywhere. Um, we have obviously places that are more staples for them. So O'Malley's is our number one seller of Jameson in, in town. Uh, they go through a lot of whiskey. Union Public House, huge whiskey account. They go through the next. Right. Uh, Gentle Ben's is up there. So the kids are drinking this stuff. Wow. Kids the are of, drinking the, the of age kids are drinking this stuff. Uh, but funny enough. The next ones, I didn't expect to see when I pulled the numbers. Danny's Baba Kibri is right there in the running, right behind them. No sure. kidding. Shays on 4th <laughs> Avenue is next. The Hut does make sense, but then Jeff's Pub on the east side. Those okay, are our top, so top five accounts. Yeah, you wouldn't accounts, expect. Right. Jeff's <laughs> Pub, they used to do the St. Patrick's Day uh, corned beef and cabbage thing for about oh, five yeah. bucks. <laughs> right. That's like 30 probably. But <laughs> Well, you mentioned Union. Of course, let's remind our listeners uh, that every Wednesday at Union is Whiskey Wednesday, whiskey which Wednesday. means darn near every bottle of whiskey, uh, but for the super premium lines, uh, are half off. 50% off every whiskey darn near in the house. And All right, of course, Teeling Grant, whiskey. Grant is a great sponsor of Wake Up Tucson. Absolutely. So. All right, hold that thought. Yeah, we got that bottom you. of the hour news people. We Let's gotta, do it. We got to waste time for them while we should be talking about whiskey. So you're on the Wake Up Tucson show, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk, mm. International Women's Day. It's Irish Whiskey Day here. Matt got us some corned beef sandwiches from Beyond Bread to oh, compliment. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Let's go to break. We'll see you in a bit. Wake up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. All right. Little Miss Linda bringing us in on an International Women's Day. If you missed our uh, replay of our interview that we did, that I did an hour interview with Linda uh, about three years ago, you can catch it on our YouTube page in its entirety with even no commercials. So very good stuff. Hanging out with Matt Russell, my friend on the menu. How are you doing, Having sir? Having a great time. Uh, corned beef and Irish whiskey for breakfast. Yeah. I uh, I do want to make sure that uh, your listeners uh, uh, are reminded uh, that you've got a pretty darn good list of local independent restaurants curated on your website, dsimonehq.com. Click the favorites button. Thank you, sir. That's where I learned that Beyond Bread is uh, it, it occupies a very coveted <laughs> space on that list. So I uh, they're open at 7 o'clock in the morning, thankfully. That also helps, too. So I ran in and grabbed the corned beef and uh, contributing to uh, to the culinary and cocktail You're a good encounter. man. Thanks. Um, Listener Colleen, one does not mix Jameson ever. What the blank is wrong with you people? <laughs> I love you, Colleen. <laughs> love you, girl. We're not mixing it right now. <sighs> Look at this. Mark Stegman just came in and handed me something. I'll so. rise. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so he used to get us scones from um, Raging Sage over there Colin on Campbell. Campbell right. Yeah. And he said, this is from Christy. That's his wife. So he's delivering me a homemade Mrs. Stegman nice. scone. Boy, lucky you. Can't beat that. Right. What's going on in this Which world? would pair beautifully spoiled. with a uh, single malt tealing whiskey. <laughs> so we're doing, we're doing, if you're just clicking in, we're doing uh, Irish whiskey tastings with Matt Russell and Chris Cohen from Southern Arizona Glazier Spirits and Wine, Wine and Spirits. Close enough. Southern you're, Glazier. You're right there somewhere. Southern Glazier's Wine and Spirits of Arizona. All right. 
Southern Glacier. Yeah, no Arizona. <laughs> we're in Arizona. <laughs> You're in Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, and, of we're course, St. Patrick's Day is nine days from today. And, again, you can get your own corned beef. You can get a corned beef sandwich from Beyond Bread. Right. Uh, Kent makes amazing Irish potato brats at the sausage shop, mm. which is awesome with this stuff. Yes. And then also, he has, nice. if he does it, I inspired him, or maybe I muscled him to saying, can you make corned beef and cabbage brats? So the corned beef in the cabbage oh, yeah. in the broth. In the mash. So oh, we'll see how that works. That so great. if he does that, we'll make it happen. If not, I know I'm getting Irish potato brats. <laughs> so can't do The pressure's on, baby. Love it. So we're doing an Irish t- uh, whiskey tasting. We did the classic Jamesons. We did the we just did Teelings, yeah. which is pretty nice. Which is my favorite so far. I mean, I love I love Jameson, but this single malt Teeling whiskey uh, is just sort of in my. It's from Dublin, I guess. Yeah. So uh, Dublin was where originally most of the distilleries were, but then uh, fires and wars and other things, as I was mentioning earlier, kind of shut that all down, and they uh, kind of sprawled out throughout the island. And so Teeling is relatively new. So this is a, a younger generation of distillers who uh, decided they were going to open the first distillery in Dublin since back in the 1800s. Uh, and they started making some really cool stuff. So they're doing a single grain, a single malt, uh, and a small batch. The one that we have today is the single malt. And so when you asked about aging, uh, what's really unique about what these guys are doing is they're doing a lot of really cool finishing. So they're doing ex-bourbon barrels, but then they're finishing them So the small batch is done in used rum barrels. Uh, The single grain is done with used Cabernet barrels from Mm. California. This in front of us is finished in sherry barrels, port barrels, Madeira barrels, white burgundy barrels, and Cabernet barrels. Okay, so that explains why I really like this stuff. For me, it hit me. I felt like there was a little more tang on the front end than the Jamesons, but then you could hit the back end was much different of an adventure. Yeah, and you're going to find when you have those finishing techniques, you're going to get different flavor profiles because of that. So that kind of raisiny characteristic that you're going to get from the port and the sherry casks uh, is, is very, very, I guess, strong on the finish there. But it has a crispness from those wine barrels so you get uh, almost a tannic structure that's going to be pulled from the wine that is now in this whiskey so it's really unique so if you're looking for an early christmas present for me uh <laughs> the uh spirit of dublin the teeling whiskey single malt uh, this just speaks to me yeah no and it's and it's a great little package and it just looks nice all right chris has been ironing this writer's tears now uh, i don't know that there's humanly possible for us to so taste my buddy this, from new this. york joe who's he's irish american he married an irish gal and so he spends a lot of time in ireland and so I took that. I thought that was the greatest name, Writer's Tears. And he loves this stuff. He drank this stuff in Ireland, loves it. Yeah, so this is another one. And, uh, you know, all things considered, I can call these young because you look at uh, Jameson's bottle, says 1780 on it, and all those uh, Bushmills commercials that are coming out now talk about being 1609. Uh, these guys started in 1999. So relatively new to the game, uh, but making some really great stuff. So they have Writer's Tears and the Irishman, um, but doing everything very traditionally. Using that American oak, uh, Writer's Tears is an homage to all of those great writers who spent a lot of time drinking a lot of Irish whiskey. I, feel to like make... it's a little, I haven't drank it yet, but it feels a little smoother on the nose than the other ones. Now, I don't know why. Uh, this is going to have, I think when you think smoother on the nose, you're probably smelling some more of the fruit characteristics. Mm. And so uh, when, when you look at the way your olfactory senses work, a big part of it is you're smelling things that remind you of something. So you can't really smell smooth right you can't smell sweet but you can smell things that are smooth and that are sweet so the apple is really wow. big for me on this right the, the vanilla is really big on this like this is just 
So one of the things Apple I love to make fun of on this show over years are overcomplicated tasting notes. Sure. Right? You know, the slate, the gravel. Oh, yeah. Mm. This tastes yeah, like absolutely. a rubber hose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a beautiful you, you... taste of gravel with a overtaste of surgical mask. When, <laughs> yeah, when you talk about uh, fresh cut rubber hose. Or you have the, <laughs> this, this tastes like barnyard, and you're like, well, what does that mean? And I was like, well, it... But flame charred bourbon barrels. Are these Irish distilleries? Are they procuring their uh, barrels from uh, from the U.S.? Yeah. So these are ex bourbon barrels. um, And Mm. when you when you hear flame charred, so that just means that instead of uh, when they're doing their rotations, they're not doing it over like an infrared sensor, basically. So you you can toast these things very specifically with infrared laser beams. at, At the end of the day, these are being done by hand over a real fire. So that. I mean, there's there's is there an a, art to a, that Cooper. I assume there's a good business being a, a barrel broker. Hundred percent, yeah. So you know, looking, <laughs> right, looking at some of these barrels, uh, <laughs> brand new barrel, uh, especially in the wine industry, costs you upwards of you know twenty five hundred dollars. So uh, thinking about that, no being the vessel that you're just sitting somewhere for years for, and looking at this, you know, we're looking at say four years, we're looking at this twelve years, it's sitting in that barrel, right? That's a hefty investment for a couple of years for something that you're not going to be able to do anything with afterward. You know, you're turning that into a piece of furniture or something at the end of the day. Well, the nice yeah. thing is it's so complimentary that they're using each other's barrels, right? You now, know, what's, yeah. what's great about uh, bourbon and, and just the American tradition of only being able to use it that one time is that we supply the rest of the industry. So we have Scotland, Ireland, tequila, all these people who take these ex-bourbon barrels, and they get to use them as many times as they want. Cue the circle of life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cue Elton. <laughs> so good. Uh, and I know that we, uh, we Look, got a couple just, more. I'm not going to have another so. one, but no? please okay. tell me about uh, the, the next. The, the, the one, if there's one more left that you want to talk about. Well, then I have to do this okay. one. I, I'm, I do I'm love in. red breast, and I do love that it's aged 12 years, but this is uh, the latest and greatest from Jameson. Uh, now, you're not. I mean, this is the, this is the end of the end of the road here, DeSimone. I know you have work to do, but I'll just pour you a little quaff. And I, and I think you're, just a quaff. Just a little. That's a, just as we used to say in the, the the two old ladies and the Waltons, just a touch of the medicine. <laughs> so your your gal that doesn't like us, no, mixing, the, rest, the, mixing recipe, the, the Jameson recipe, might right. not be too thrilled about bet. this, but uh, this is the new Jameson Orange. So hot commodity is all these flavored whiskeys coming out. Uh, I don't think a lot of them are the most fantastic things I've ever tasted, but I am Colleen, a keep the pro- big fan of this. <laughs> Colleen's listening. To the, uh, here she comes. <laughs> keep the profanity at a minimum. Our, <laughs> orange Jameson. You just can't repeat it. Whatever she texts you. Well, as, as as long as Jameson doesn't uh, doesn't go in for the cinnamon, you know, oh, it's uh, coming, kid. You never know. Jolly Rancher, yeah. you know, whatever that that would jump the shark. But anyway, so, Jameson orange. So, so orange. So they're using all natural flavors. It's it's the original Jameson that, that they're horrendous. just infusing with. <laughs> the natural flavors. That is horrible. Uh, You'll never be on this show again, <laughs> Chris Cohen. Some really cool drinks with it's it. It's not so. his fault. But let's try. Uh, uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this with an open mind. Oh, sorry, let me check it out. I mean, you know, it's this burst of citrus for, yeah. right on the nose. 100%. That's true. So uh, wait till you, <laughs> wait till you try it. Wait till that poison hits your tongue. As <laughs> as I've shown this and and showing it to purists, especially, uh, it's something that we are using. More so for making cocktails than we are for just doing shots. Yeah, this isn't a sipper. I'm not going to have yeah. a cigar uh, with this. I just don't like the flavor. Sniffer. Once you get there, it's just it's just not there. Yeah, I don't so know why. I've been, I've been doing uh, like orange creamsicles with it. So, no, I was just uh, going to say maybe a little, little Bailey's or cream in there. Irish exactly. cream. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Irish cream and, and Jameson Orange has been fantastic. We've been selling. I mean, you mentioned Jeff's Pub earlier. They've already gone through like seven cases of this stuff. No kidding. It, it just came out. 
All right, so you might need to have a red breast to to, to end the. Uh, to no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. To do that, maybe wow. I'm just too much of a purist on my on my whiskey. That's but I okay. Just can't. Yeah. That that works. That's all right. Yeah. Well, there is red breast that I can leave behind for you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> of course. So, uh, but anyway, um, again, this has been totally fun, man. You've you, you've opened my mind up on a lot of the stuff. Good so, deal. Yeah, that's that's my job. You know, if you can teach the old barbarian here a few new things, that's mm. a good thing. Yeah, hit me up on my uh, some you know on my website on the menu if you want to uh, go have a cocktail with Chris. I'd love to introduce uh, any of Chris's listeners to him to get uh, them excited about the uh, about the power of the spirit and what we have here available locally because you know the spirits really you know have become elevated in this town and, uh, and there's so many places around southern Arizona to enjoy them and you get the privilege of representing some of the best brands in the industry and if you let me know in advance I can come dress like this one <laughs> on my Jameson stuff I love it so the, in the end real quick the red burst. Uh, describe the red breast. This, so, is, this is more top uh, of the line. Yeah, so I, I wanted to throw this guy towards the end just because uh, it is the only one that I have out here with an age statement. So this is their 12 year that they do. So when you look at anything that's going to spend more time in the barrel, it's going to uh, kind of finesse it a little bit. It's going to pick up more of the characteristics from the barrel. It's also technically going to uh, evaporate more. So the angel share is going to condense those flavors before they bring it back up to that, or I guess down to that 80 proof. Um, but it, it really makes a more flavorful whiskey once you have that aged. Awesome. Yeah. I'll try that one day. I'd love to try it one Yay. day, but I'm, I'm kind of... We'll I'm be good. sharing our own age statements after the hour. <laughs> 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 well, Chris, thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. And you thanks can sure hang me. out with us for the rest of the show. We're just I, got a, I got a Zoom meeting at 9. I was telling Matt earlier, so I was uh, I was in and out. Well, you're, now you're appropriately prepped for the yeah. Zoom. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, it's for mezcal, <laughs> so I don't have any mezcal to taste. But. Very nice meeting you. Yeah, nice thanks for you everything. Well. Thank you. And happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, to you as well. All right. When we come back, Matt, Matt and I uh, went on a lunch date to Med Cuisine we on did. Prince and Campbell. And we'll tell you about our experience, our very fun lunch that we had there. So Can't wait. wake up. 1030 The Voice on the menu live.com. <laughs>